Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, don't get in a hurry. Just lift up your voice. Lift up your hands one more time. And to give him honor and to give him praise today. Come on. Come on. You got to enter in. You got to enter in. Hallelujah. We come before you today, Father. We come before you today, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Set a fire in our midst today, God. Set a fire in our soul today, Lord. Set a fire in our people today, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let me clue you in just a little bit of what God is fixing to do. Thursday night, Brother Joe, I'm sitting in Knoxville at the hotel in this air in this in the in the service. The Lord spoke and the, the group was singing a song. Nobody else knows this. I didn't share this with Brother Cup. I didn't share this with any of the people that went with me. And they were singing that song, Set a Fire. I got out my phone and I put, I want to sing this song at the end of the service, Set a Fire, down in my soul. Lord, set the fire and let it burn. But I didn't say nothing to Sister Michelle, did I? I didn't say nothing to her. I got here, at that time I hadn't even looked at the planning center as far as the songs that they had picked out. And this morning, I pulled out my phone and I opened up planning center to see the songs and I see this song set a fire in my soul at the end. And I said, God, I want to thank you. Thank you for confirming what you spoke to me Thursday night. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm telling you, God is always moving. God is always doing something. He's always saying things. He's always moving in your direction if you'll just recognize it. Last Sunday, I began a message called reaching. Reaching upward, reaching inward, and reaching outward. I didn't finish my message last Sunday. I'm going to finish it today. But my point of telling you that is this. Church, don't ever take for granted the move of God. Don't ever take for granted God moving and directing you in your life. I'm telling you, He's moving always. He's doing some things that's unprecedented in these last days. The cool thing about it is He wants to do it with you and with me. He wants to do it with our church. He wants to speak through and in our church. And I want to be open to receive it. How about you? I want to be open to receive the move of the Spirit of the Lord, no matter how it comes, no matter how it comes. Before you see it, let me remind you one more time, I grew up in a Pentecostal church. Still am in a Pentecostal church, but I grew up, Sister Mary, thinking this is how it's done. I know how to do church. When you come to church, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that, you're supposed to lift up your hand, you're supposed to say amen four or five times. Some people are supposed to jump up and down and run around the church. Hello? We know how to do church. But I believe with all of my heart that God is wanting to do some new things in our midst. God is wanting to speak in a deeper level than He ever has spoken before. But I've got to be reaching toward Him. I've got to get a hold of Him. 
I've got to grab a hold and I can't let go no matter what. I cannot let go no matter what life brings me. No matter whoever comes and tells me this, that, or the other, I cannot get down on God. Amen. Because God's timing is everything. And God is wanting to do some things in our midst today. Amen. Hallelujah. Before you're seated, I want them to sing this chorus one more time as we get ready to worship God with our project offering. For those of you that know, every, every first Sunday of the month, we worship God through our giving, through our project. Different things that we'll bless. Many times we'll bless our church with our building fund and all of those kind of things. Last month, I believe, we took up a project offering for our youth. Had to give you a certain amount, and you surpassed that. God blessed and met the need above and beyond. Amen. This month, we're going to bless our kids. We're going to bless our children. We're going to bless the needs that they have. You know what I found out this past weekend? If I didn't find out anything else, I, when I was sitting in almost every class... Brother Cup, we, should, we talked about this. Almost every class, they was going around and saying, okay, you're a you, your children's pastor here, and you, where do you have a children's pastor? And they raised their hands, and I'm sitting in one class, and I never raised my hand. So the lady looked at me and said, what are you? I said, well, I'm the senior pastor. She said, what do you mean you're the senior pastor? I said, well, I just pastor a church. And she said, I, I can't believe that senior pastors come to this conference. That's the words. And I said, well, what do you mean you can't believe that, that they not come? She said, we've never had a senior pastor in our class. And what I found out in, in, in order, several conversations that the children's ministries is sort of on the bottom of the totem pole in, in church. That many senior pastors, and I get this, I get this understanding and this argument, if you will, this theology that they feel like the Sunday morning crowd, is that, that is the service. I feel that way too. I love you being here. But I'll tell you something. God is doing something with our kids. God is doing something with our young people. And we need to recognize the fact that if we're going to pour into them, sometimes it takes money to pour into them. Amen. They're not going to worship God like you. They're not going to pray like you. But in their own heart, in their own mind, they're serious in their worship. They're serious in their worship. As I told you earlier, they just don't want the Bible stories anymore. They don't want you to be fake with them anymore. They want real. They want authentic today. Amen. Do you understand that Michael Knight told us a few weeks ago, and I confirmed it this weekend, that he said that any given statistic that when a child graduates high school and they go off to college, at that moment, Brother Reigns, they decide that 80 to 85% never attend services anymore. Do you understand that at grade 5 and 6, they're deciding that now? 5th and 6th grade. They're making a decision that they don't want to be back in service anymore because it's not real to them. It's not truth. And what your truth is is not necessarily their truth. And they're being preached all kinds of things across the Internet, and we don't even recognize it. I'm just being honest with you. And so as far as this church is concerned, and as far as I am your pastor is concerned, we want to bless our kids today. We want to pour into our kids, and any investment you can give, I promise you, will be a huge investment upon them. Amen? Amen. I want you to get ready. If you've not ready, I want you to get your offering out. I want you to hold it up before the Lord today, right before they sing, right before you come and put it down here on this, on this front, and we want to bless it in the name of Jesus. Father, 
We recognize the fact today that we live in a different world today. We recognize the fact that we live in a different culture today. And Lord, we as a church, I as a pastor, we as moms and dads and leaders of this church, we want to bless our kids today. We want to bless them, oh God, with a finance that they can do the things that they need to do. They can understand and learn and teach, oh God, the things that they need to teach and to learn. In the name of Jesus, I'm asking you, God, to raise up warriors today. Raise up child of, of, of God, men and women, young men and young women, oh God, that's for the cause of Christ and it's going to, no matter what happens, no matter what they hear in school, no matter what they see across the internet, God, that they're still going to serve you. They're still going to lift up the name of Jesus today. They're still going to plead the blood of Jesus on their life as young people, oh God. God, minister to our children's ministries. Minister to our little mixers, oh God. Minister to our nursery, oh God. Minister to our young people, oh God. I plead the blood of Jesus over their life today, oh God. And God, give us as adults, give us, oh God, give us, oh Lord, a mentality, oh God, of blessing them and honoring them and speaking positive things in their life. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Now, would you come as they sing that one more time, if you don't mind, guys. Hallelujah. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more. No place I'd rather be here in your love, here in your love. No place I'd rather be, no place I'd rather be, no place I'd rather be here in your love, here in your love. That I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Hallelujah. Down in my soul that I can't contain and I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Hallelujah. How many is hungry today? Hallelujah. You may be seated this morning. Sister Michelle, if you don't mind, just play softly as I read the scripture this morning. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. I want to start with that first, first verse, uh, David, in, in uh, chapter 2, if you don't mind. I told you last Sunday that the sermon about reaching toward him, staying connected with him. 
As children of God, we must do that. It's a must. It's not something that we can take lightly. But Sam, I got to stay connected to the Father. Got to stay connected to the Father. If I want power in my vehicle, I've got to have a powerful battery to, to crank it up. It's got to have juice, right? It's got to have power. Dad done a sermon years ago called Jumper Cables. That when the battery is dead, you connect to another source of power to give it power to start off. Well, how many of you sometimes feel like that your juice is gone? That your battery is dead. We've got to stay connected to the source in order for us to have the strength to go on each and every day. In order for us to do that, I've got to reach toward Him. Got to reach upward. Got to stay connected to the Father. Colossians chapter 2, verse 1 says, For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both the Father and of Christ, in whom are all hidden, are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and of knowledge. Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you therefore have received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. Walk in Him. Be rooted in Him. Be built up and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware, lest anybody cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. For in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead body, and you are complete in Him, who is the head of all principality and of all power. You're complete in Him. He is the head of all principality. He's the head of all power. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by His Spirit, says the Lord. I can do nothing of myself. It has to come from Him. I can change nobody except for the goodness and the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, right? He changes. I can speak. I can encourage. I can do all of those things. But the Holy Spirit is the one that has to come in and seal the deal, so to speak. It's God the Father. We're looking toward him. Amen and amen. Father, bless the words that we're about to say. And I pray that it be beneficial to this body of people. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Thank you, Sister Michelle. I've shared with you many times since the beginning of this year that I feel like that God is wanting us to get back to basic things. Wanting us to get back to understanding who he is to getting a knowledge of who He is, to learning Him all over again, to have Him close to us, to have Him minister to us each and every day, 
to have him speak to us each and every day. Can the Lord do that, Pastor? Yes, he can. He can speak to you each and every day. And so, but in order for us to do that, we, we've got to learn him. We've got to have a relationship with him. We've got to continue to reach upward to where he is and allow his presence to minister to us. And when we reach upward to him, it's got to do with being connected to the Father. We must stay connected to the Lord Jesus Christ today. Matter of fact, our entire spiritual life, if it's our salvation, if, our, if it's our transformation, if it's our mission in life, every bit of those things is simply dependent upon our relationship with the Father. Matter of fact, in Colossians 2, 6 and 7, it says, As you receive Christ, then walk in Him. If you've received Christ and you're rooted in Christ, then be built up in the Lord Jesus Christ. Be established in the faith, just as you were taught. And when you do that, then I want you to abound in thanksgiving. I want you to be able to give God praise and give God thanksgiving today. And so you must understand that our reaching upward toward God is simply an ongoing walking, an ongoing relationship, an ongoing with Christ of being rooted in Him each and every day and simply growing in the faith. I read you, I read you a scripture that last week that I'm going to read again right now in John chapter 15 about, about speaks to us about staying connected to the true vine. John 15 says, I am the true vine and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch which is you and I in me, that does not bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes, and it bears more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in me, in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you're the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he, he it is that bears much fruit, and apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch, and he withers. And the branches are gathered together, they're thrown into the fire, and they are burned. But if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and you prove to be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. And so he simply finishes this chapter off by saying, you abide in my love. If you keep my commandments and if you abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. I don't know about you, but I want to be full in the Lord Jesus Christ today. I want my spirit to be full in him. I want my spirit to be refreshed in him. I want to stay connected to the true vine today. Can I tell you today that everywhere in this world, looking across your television set, looking across your newspaper, looking across the internet, everywhere you go, there are people that's trying to connect themselves to you one way or the other. Some of the things are good, but most of the things are not so good on your spiritual walk and for your spiritual relationship. 
relationship with the Lord. They're connecting to you. And we live in a world of connectivity today. Everywhere that we go, we are connected. We have our iPhones with us. We have our iPads with us. We've got our computers with us. Everywhere that we go, we are connected. I can go overseas and still be able to talk to my wife on the phone. I can still be able to look at her on, 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 on the iPhone. I can still be able to have FaceTime. I can still do all of those things. But can I tell you, this world is pushing their agenda on you and I today. And if you and I does not stay connected to the true vine as a branch, we will not, will not grow, will not flourish, but will wither and will die, the Word tells us. We must stay connected today, amen. I don't want to give you a history lesson, but I want to to tell you something. When I was growing up, and many of you in this house when we was growing up, how many of you remember playing, I wish I had one, with a cup on one end, a string tied to it, to another cup, and there was somebody else on the other end putting their ear to it. Anybody ever done that? That was the internet back then. But it ain't that way today. It's not that way today. Listen to me, Mom and Dad. Shauna probably can tell you better than I can. Your children playing with the Internet today. There are things that are popping up on there that you don't even have any clue about. There are things that's popping up that telling your kids how to slit their wrist at ages four and five and six years old and sometimes even earlier, right? There's all kinds of things that's going on. That the world is trying to connect with them, not in a positive way, but in a destructive way. That's probably got me more this weekend, Pastor Cup, than anything else has. Of how I sat in class and this 67-year-old woman was telling me what was going on with my little kids. She blew me away of what everything that's going on. And I was reminded that I must stay connected to Christ. I must keep my kids connected to Christ. I must keep my grandchildren connected to Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. If my granddaughter calls me and says, Papa, I want you to pray for me, do you think I just put her off? Uh Uh-uh. I pray for her. We lift her name up in prayer. Many of you do the same thing. Why? Because I want her to stay connected to the true vine. I want her to stay connected to the cross. I want her to stay connected to Jesus. Amen. And if she is connected, then mom and daddy has to be connected. And if mom and dad is connected, grandparents have to be connected. I don't care how old you get. Let me help you, mom and dad. Don't give your kid an iPhone or an iPad and tell them to go into the playroom and play with it. Good preaching, pastor. Thank you very much. The Bible tells us when we abide in Christ... We remain in his love. We produce fruit. We produce a joy that is made complete. John 15 and 6 says, If anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away like a branch and he withers. And branches are gathered and they're thrown into the fire. We must reach upward to the Lord. We must get a hold of the nail-scarred hand of Jesus Christ. We must stay connected to the Father. Amen. We've got to stay close to the throne room. We've got to stay in the Holy of Holies today. We must be about our Father's business. We must take our family in the direction that God wants them to go. We must 
Because if we don't, the enemy will come in and he will try to connect himself with you or your children or your grandchildren and disconnect him to the source. Amen. So we got to reach it. We got to reach upward. Not only that, but we got to reach inward. I told you last week there's an old song that we used to sing called If I Don't Get to Heaven. If I don't get to heaven, if I don't get to heaven, if I don't get to heaven, it'll be nobodies, 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 no, 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 nobodies. Nobody's fault but mine. Amen. It'll be nobody's fault but mine. You got to understand these words here. It talks to us about a personal responsibility. It talks to us about a personal responsibility. Every one of us has to put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Every one of us must depend upon the salvation that Jesus Christ He has to offer us. Every one of us has to have a responsibility to walk faithfully in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Nobody else is going to make that choice for you. Nobody else is going to decide that for you. Every one of us must live a Christian life as an individual, but I'm so thankful today. It doesn't mean that I've got to do it all by myself. I've got you that I can join elbows with. I've got you that I can lock arms with. I've got you that I can say, hey, would you pray for me? Would you lift me up today? You've got one another that we can call one another and lift up the body of Jesus Christ. I mean, we are brothers and sisters in the Lord today. Amen? We are born again Christians. Christians today, if we can't get along, then who's going to get along? Hello? And so it talks about a personal responsibility. When you and I become Christians, God makes us a member of his family. He makes us a member of the body of Jesus Christ. He makes us a member of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. The church is the family of God. There's God the Father. There's Jesus our brother. It's the Holy Spirit that comforts us and counsels us. We are brothers and sisters of one another. Amen. God's family today is an awesome family. Hallelujah. We have an awesome family of God. I was with people this week from Australia and from North Dakota and from all over this globe that simply was my brother and my sister. I don't know their first name. I don't know anything about them, but I'm like-minded in the sense that they serve the same God that I was serving. They serve the same Lord that I was serving. And we was able to connect today simply because that we were connected to the true vine, to the Father. Amen. And so in knowing that, the church isn't a place where we just simply get up on Sunday morning and go. I hope some of you get this, really what I'm trying to get you to understand. It's not just a place that we go. Now we come, and that's wonderful, but it's simply not a place where we just go. We're family today. We're a team together. We're members of the same family, Amen. We're members of the same family. And John 15 tells us, just as the branch cannot live detached from the vine, neither can you and I live detached from the spiritual father. Amen. We can't live disassembled, disattached from Jesus Christ. We must stay connected. Amen. Colossians 3 and 12 says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness 
gentleness and patience. It goes on to say bear with each other and forgive one another. If you have any grievance against somebody, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, it says, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And it goes on to say, let the peace of God rule in your heart, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful, and let the message of Christ dwell in you, richly as you teach, and richly as you admonish one another, with wisdom, with psalms, and hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your heart. The Bible tells us, if we're God's chosen people, then bear with one another. Forgive one another. I'm not going to labor there because we labored there a little bit last week. <laughs> but sometimes we got to forgive one another. Let me back that up. All the time we need to forgive one another. I can't stay connected to the true vine if I have all against you. And you have all against me. How can we say, Bridget, that we're children of God and we love him unconditionally and he loves us unconditionally, but I put condition on you and you put condition on me? I said I wasn't going to labor here, but I'm going to labor here just a little bit. If I want to be a part of your family, talking of the family of God, then i got to love you. you got to love me. I don't have to like everything that you do. Is that all right? But i got to love you. I must love you. I must stay connected to you. If there's anything in the body of Christ that we've messed up on, is that we'll go on Sunday mornings, and we'll shake one another's hands and we'll bless one another knowing all the time that I can't stand you. Now we laugh at it sometimes, but it's true. And every Sunday morning we come and we lift up our hands as this guy on the screen is doing and we worship an almighty God knowing in the back of our mind, but there's things that I can't take or I can't stand about my brother and my sister. You may not like everything that I do, and that's all right. I may not like everything that you do, and that's all right. I may not like how you live sometimes, and you may not like how I live sometimes. We may judge one another. We may do those things, and we got to be careful with that. But you better love me. You better love me. You better love me. you got to stay attached to the vine. The Bible tells us if we're, cho if we're God's chosen people, then I've got to bear with one another. I've got to forgive one another. And if I've got grievance with somebody, I've got to forgive as the Lord has forgiven me. Amen. John 13 says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, so also are you to love one another. And by this, everybody will know that you are my disciples. Red, yellow, black, white, whatever you are, we're brothers and sisters today, amen. Those of you that was here last week, you remember I got a group of folks up. They all looked differently. Some was white, some was black, some was Hispanic, some was all kinds of things. But we are still connected as family today, amen. Hallelujah. 
And thank God for that. We're connected as family today, amen. You gotta understand that when you and I are effective in loving one another in the church, it truly and, and truly being the family of God and the body of Christ, and I'm gonna tell you, the world will take notice then. Our communities will take notice then when we truly love one another as we're supposed to be. But how unappealing it is when the world looks at the church and they look at the church and they see division in the church. They see strife in the church. They see hatred in the church. They see racism in the church. If that's the case, we cannot grow a church. Hello, somebody. Y'all going to have to get a little bit more excited now. Preach me. Talk to me this morning. We can't have racism in this day and time that we live in. There's enough of it in our communities. There's enough of it in the streets today. There's enough of killings in, the, in our communities today. Amen. At some point in time, we've got to stand up and be about our Father's business. At some point in time, we've got to look beyond color. At some point in time, we've got to understand that Jesus Christ died. He shed his blood for red, yellow, black, and white. Everybody is precious in his sight. Hallelujah. It's unappealing. But on the other hand, how appealing it is when the world looks at the church and they see a loving church. When the world looks at the church and they see an accepting church. When they see a forgiving church. When they see a serving church. Amen. And so we've got to continue to reach upward. We've got to stay connected to God. We must actively reach inward and stay connected to the family of Almighty God and to do our part to make the church community a strong place to live, a healthy place to live. That's exactly why you and I, many times, we stay connected in our community. This is where we live. This is where we abide. And we must stay connected outside these four walls. Amen. I love it when we come together in these four walls and worship Christ. I love it when we can come together and worship God in spirit and in truth. But we've got to get outside these four walls in the mission field. That's where our service needs to be. Amen. Hallelujah. And so I think it goes without saying that it's very hard to be connected with God's family. Talk about reaching inward now. It's hard to stay connected with God's family. Let me get a little, let me get a little preachy here. As a pastor, let me, let me dive off on a rabbit track right here, okay? I, it goes without saying it's hard for you and I to stay connected to God's family when we rarely are with God's family. Thank you. Amen. Gathering with the church when the church gathers, listen, is a must. It's a need to. I need to be with you. You need to be with me. We need one another. We need to lift up one another. We need to pray for one another. We need to lay hands on one another every now and then and lift up each other. We need the support of our brothers and sisters. Amen. We need each other. And so when gathering together with the church and when the church comes together, it's a must that we must gather together as well. On Sundays and Wednesday gatherings, every week is like a family meal. It should be like a family reunion. We should be glad to see one another. Boy, I didn't mean to say all this, but I, boy, y'all going to leave this place saying, Pastor, he was on it today, wasn't he? He's running in rabbit trails today. But you know what? You know, what, you know, how, you know how we are. You, I'm, I'm just telling you the truth. Many times the weather affects us in our worship. I'm not saying that I'm, that I'm not guilty of that. I have been guilty of that. 
Many times it's how I feel if I'm going to worship God or not. Many times it's what somebody says to me right before I take the pulpit. If I'm really going to preach good or not. Hello? Many times we're fair-weathered Christians. When the Lord died for us on a cross and he shed his blood, every drop of his blood, that I could have life. But not just life, I could have it more abundantly. Amen. And when we gather together with God's people, we need to learn to be excited with God's people. We need to learn. To, it's a meal. It's a family reunion. we got to go way beyond just being present because God's plan for the well-being of the church is a faithful employment in using individual gifts for the good of the body. Every one of us can be used of the, uh, with our gifts and our abilities today. That's what Paul talked about in Romans chapter 12 and 1 Corinthians chapter 12. When he talks about the differing gifts and the different roles that you and I might play in the body for our health and the well-being of the body today. We're all different. I understand the fact, and I know Kristen is here and some of you other kids ministry leaders and youth leaders. Some of them is in the back preparing the, the food for us. I understand that everybody can't work with kids. I get it. Some people don't need to work with kids. I understand the fact that everybody can't sing. Some folk don't need to sing. I understand the fact why they won't let me play drums. I'm not a drummer. In my mind I am. But I'm not a drummer. We all are differ, differing. We all have different abilities. We all have different talents. And we come together to use them in the body of Christ. Every part of the body is needed for the body to be whole. Every part of the body is needed for the body to be healthy. That includes the oldest member of this church, and it includes the youngest member of this church. That includes our most gifted member of this church, and it includes the least likely gifted member of this church. We cannot be whole. We cannot be complete unless everybody is together as the part of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. we got to reach up. And so what are you trying to say, Pastor? I'm trying to tell you as a pastor, I want to encourage every one of you to reach inward today. What does that mean? Be present. Be attentive to one another. Be attentive to one another. Establish relationships. Get the help you need and offer the help that others need. Amen. Help one another. Find ways to use your gifts and use your talents to bless the congregation, to bless the body of Christ. And then we come to the last part of this, talking about reaching upward to the Lord and reaching inward to the body of Christ. And we've got to maintain that. But God's will, and I spoke about it just a little bit while ago, is God's will is for us to reach outward out of these four walls as well. Think about it. How sad and how selfish it would be for us to keep the joy of the Lord, to keep the joy of a relationship with God and a relationship with God's family to ourselves and not share it with everybody else. Not share it with everybody else. How sad and how selfish it would be for us to view the church as some exclusive club that exists only to our needs and not include anybody else. Red, yellow, black, white. 
I like the way the New Century Version reads. It says this, Jesus said to his followers, he said, go everywhere in the world, Matthew said. Go everywhere in the world and tell the good news to everybody. Mark's version is what we call the Great Commission. But sadly for many of us, we use it, we look at it as the Great, uh, great Omission. We forget about it. We don't understand. We don't, we don't listen to what it says to go outside, to go into all the world. How many times have we personally obeyed this command of Christ? How many people have you shared the good news of Jesus with? How many people are Christians today simply because you reached out to them in order to share with them exactly what you found in Jesus Christ? How many? How many are here today because of your faith and because of your testimony? Pastor, that's your job. You're supposed to do all that. No, it's not. I've got my own responsibility. I need to do that, but you've got a responsibility as well to share the good news of Jesus Christ. We've got to keep in mind that none of us can make, can make anybody become a Christian. And God wouldn't want us to use manipulative uh, things and all of these, these methods to trick people. But Paul said, he reminded people in his, in his scripture, he said in 1 Corinthians, he said, I never use flattery, I never use manipulation to bring people to Christ. I rather, I simply shared the good news of Jesus Christ. I simply shared the truth. Amen. Listen to me. Whether you know it or not, we live in a culture today that truth is irrelevant today. What you think is true may not necessarily be what I think is true. That's where we live today. That's where we live, I promise you. All you got to do is do some research. We live in a world today that people think, I'm going to do what I want to do, and because I want to do it, it's truth. No, it's not. It's not. But that's where we are today. But we've got to learn to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Paul said, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So neither he who plants nor he who waters waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. I've got a responsibility. You've got a responsibility. I've got to share the good news of Jesus Christ. You've got to share the good news of Jesus Christ, but it's God that gives the increase. Amen. God has his role in the process, but so do you and I. Unless we plant. There will not be a harvest unless we water. That's the part that God calls us to do. In chapter 4, Paul wrote, he said, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, he said, Pray also for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison, that I may make it clear, which is how I ought to speak. He said, Walk in wisdom toward outsiders. Walk in wisdom, making the best use of the time. He said, Let your speech all Always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you have ought to answer every person, he says. Be gracious. Be gracious. First thing he said this, he said, I want you to reach outward, and I want you to begin it with prayer. It has to start with prayer. It has to start with prayer. What do you want to pray for, Pastor? You've got to pray for opportunity. Opportunity for what? For you to witness. Pray that God sends people in your path to share the good news. Praying for the ability to make the good news clear. To make the good news clear. Second thing Paul said, I want you to reach outward. He said, I want you to continue to be wise while you reach outward. 
Be wise how you act toward unbelievers. Now, there's a whole preaching right there. And I don't have time to get on that soapbox this morning. But many times, you and I as God's people, we run off more people simply because of our attitude than anything else. Some of y'all may be thinking, I wish Pastor he'd quit talking about all that. Well, I'm sorry. Change your attitude. We've got to be wise in how we treat other people, especially those that's outside the body of Christ. We're the only, we're the only love they're going to see, real true love. So we've got to be gracious, Paul said. The third thing Paul said here is reaching outward is using the ability to be gracious in your speech, knowing how to approach somebody. Get the, get the answers that you need. Be able to touch their heart. God wants us to be reaching out. It's God's will for everybody to hear the good news and have the opportunity to trust in Him and believe on Him. One of the primary ways that God wants us to reach the lost, you know one of the ways He wants us to do that? is simply through you. Simply through you. So we've got to reach upward, we've got to reach inward, and we've got to reach outward. It's important. It's important. I want to close this morning with a little parable. And I hope you understand the meaning of this little parable. I hope and pray that none of us will be like these ducks in this parable I want to share with you. These ducks waddled to duck sanctuary one day. They all gathered in and the service began. The duck preacher spoke eloquently of how God had given the ducks wings to fly. Boy, crowds and cheers went up. He pounded the pulpit with his head and said, With these wings there is nowhere we ducks can't go. There is no God-given task that we ducks cannot accomplish. With these wings, we no longer need to walk through life. We can soar through the sky. And shouts of amen and shouts of hallelujah, shouts of glory, quacked all throughout the congregation. The duck preacher concluded his message by exclaiming, With our wings, we can fly through life. He concluded, We can fly. And boy, the ducks, they just started quacking amen in response. I mean, every duck in the house that day in that duck sanctuary, they loved the sermon. Every one of these ducks, they loved the sermon, and they all were truly convicted and convinced about their ability to fly, as the duck preacher said. But when service was over, they waddled all the way home. Now think about this. How often do we waddle away from worship the same way we waddled in? Unchanged. Unchanged. Today, if we all quack amen to reaching upward, to reaching inward, and to reaching outward, we consider what ways God wants us to change as we reach in those directions, but we never change then how effective is it? 
Some of us, when we examine ourselves, we, we may find we're doing a great job of reaching upward and inward and outward. And thank God for that. On the other hand, we may examine ourselves and some may find we need a lot of improvement, Pastor, of reaching upward and inward and outward. We've got to make a commitment to make changes that are needed to do exactly what you said. But how many would agree with me? I know this morning. I know this morning that God will help. He'll bless. He'll help us make the necessary changes and God will bless us as we strive to make those changes. Not trying to be funny here, but I'm not interested in you waddling home after service, every service. I'm not interested in that. What I am interested in is when we come to the house of God and God touches his people and God blesses, I'm, I'm, I'm interested, Brother Rains, in us flying, soaring, soaring to new heights, I'm not interested in status quo. I'm not interested in the same old, same old. I'm interested in what God is wanting to do new and fresh in our hearts today. Amen? What he wants to do in our hearts today. How he wants to bless. How he wants to keep us in his care today. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. Real quick. And while Sister Michelle plays softly here, I want to ask you. Are you where you need to be this morning? Are you where you need to be this morning? Is your relationship with the Lord where it needs to be today? Are you okay with status quo? Are you all right with where you are? Or can you say along with me, Pastor, I want to join with you. I want to go beyond where we are. I want to go beyond status quo. I want to go beyond mediocrity. I want to go beyond where my life is today. I want to do more. I want to strive to do more for Jesus Christ. If that's you, would you just put up your hand and put it right back down? I want to do more for Him today. I want to do more for Him today. Reality, that should be every one of us. Should be every one of us. Of, of, of reaching higher. Reaching upward toward the Lord is this morning. Hallelujah. Of reaching upward to Him. Hallelujah. Father, I'm asking You right now to do a work in this house that I can't do. I'm asking You right now, Father, to do something supernaturally in our midst today. I'm asking You, God, to set a fire in our soul today. I'm asking you, O oh God, to create a flame that cannot be quenched. Let it burn within us, O oh Lord. Let it burn within us, O oh God. Let something new and something fresh burn on the inside, O oh God. Let us not be content with where we are today. I'm asking you, God, for me as pastor of this church, as leader of this church, God, put something in me that I'm not satisfied with where we are, where I am today. God, let change take place. Let an improvement take place. Let me change my focus. Let me change my thought process today. God, let me make decisions that need to be made. Let me step out boldly, O oh God, where we've not gone before.
Let us as your people, O oh God, make the necessary changes that we need, O oh God, to strive, God, to be a church that you've called us to be. In the name of Jesus, we pray. I want to ask you to stand all over this house, and I want you to begin to pray this morning. And I want you to pray the same prayer I just prayed. God, help me. Help me, God, to change. Help me, oh God, to change. Help me, oh God, to change. I want them to sing that song, Set a Fire in My Soul. Help me, oh God, to see the fire. Help the fire begin to burn in my life. Help me, oh God, to turn to you as never before to make the necessary changes, oh God, to stay connected to you, to stay connected to you in the name of Jesus. Go ahead, Sister Michelle. Set a fire. Set a fire. Set a fire in our midst, oh God. Set a fire in our midst, oh God. Hallelujah. We want more of you, God. We want more of you, God. Set a fire, Lord. Set a fire, Lord. Set a fire, God. Come on, sing it, sing it today. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. No place I'd rather be. 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 Here in your love. Here in your love, no place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be. No place I'd rather be. Here in your love, here in your love. Oh, do it, Father, in the name of Jesus. Do it, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, as we get ready to leave this place, I'm asking you to set a fire in our midst as never before. I'm asking you, O oh God, to do something that you've never done before. I'm asking you, O oh God, to create something that's never been there before in our hearts today. I'm asking you, God, that even, even, even though that it's Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday or Saturday, even though we feel like sometimes that we've got to go to church to receive a word from you, I'm asking you, God, to speak to our hearts, speak to our lives, in our cars, on the job, at Walmart, in the grocery store, wherever the place may be. God, create the fire and let it burn within us, oh God, as never before. 
Let a change take place in me. Let a change take place in our hearts, oh God. Let a change take place in our minds, oh God. We may not be accustomed to it, but God, let us give ourselves to you. Let us sell out to you. Let us sell out to you today, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to ask you something before we go. How many of you would agree with me and say, Pastor, sometime this week or all throughout this week, I'm going to, be, I'm going to try my best to be a little more sensitive to, this, to the presence and the Spirit of God. I want to hear the voice of God. I want to hear what He's saying in my life. I want to recognize His voice in my life today. I want the fire to burn in my life as never before. I, this is what I know. If we're serious about that, I promise God will bless you. God will touch you. God will create a fire in you as never before. Amen? Hallelujah. Do it, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Do it, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. And amen. And amen. Reach upward. Reach inward. Reach outward sometime this week. Reach for Jesus Christ. Amen. Brother David, come up here right quick if you don't mind, brother. I told you earlier that in the back, young people is planning. Kids.